Hello, my name is Father Edward Looney, and you're listening to the podcast, How They Love Mary, a podcast that I hope will either be the beginning or the deepening of your Marian devotion. Today's episode of How They Love Mary is brought to you by Monk's Bread from the Abbey of the Genesee. Monk's Bread is a delicious treat. They have gift boxes that you can order and give away uh, as your Christmas presents. It's that time of year where we're looking for Christmas gifts for the people we know and love in our life. Monk's Bread sent me a box, actually, of bread and jams and preserve and biscotti, and I took it over to my office staff, and they loved the bread. We had it at a staff meeting. We made toast, and the next day I saw an employee was making some of it, so uh, it was received very well. And you can enjoy Monk's Bread, or someone in your family can, when you head over to monksbread.com and use the code MARY23 to save at checkout. Head on over monksbread.com. As we approach our Thanksgiving holiday this week on Thursday in the United States of America, I just wanted to maybe pause this week with interviews and simply to have a reflective episode where I just share a few of the things that I'm thankful for, especially from throughout this past year. I know that we are all busy, and so probably your podcast listening this week is probably going to be a little less than usual because of the holiday, because your routines might be different. Maybe if you live in Wisconsin, you might be hunting. If you're a homemaker, you're probably preparing your house to welcome so many different guests. And that's why I just want to have a low-key episode this week just to give thanks, to thank God for his many blessings, and especially to thank Our Lady whose prayers have helped me so much over the past year. I am a priest in the Diocese of Green Bay, and for six years, I served in three rural communities, in Brussels, Lincoln, and Rosaire. And in July, I took on a new assignment, and now I serve as the pastor of Sacred Heart Parish in Shawano, Wisconsin. It's been a little bit of an adjustment, but I've been happy to continue our podcast episodes and the interviews and to stay connected. It was a little rocky in the beginning, kind of. They were every other week episodes, but now we're back in a routine. I'm actually recording a lot of interviews here uh, in the next few weeks and kind of will stockpile them and be able to share them. So I'm really grateful to have been able to get into a routine and that I didn't have to sacrifice doing what I love in addition to my ministry. I love interviewing different people, having conversations. I love sharing about books that authors are writing or film projects that are out in the theaters. I also love just those general conversations with another person. Sometimes, as a podcast host, I'm always peddling a book. I'm always recommending something to you, but there's something that's special when I'm able just to have a conversation with a guest and we're talking about the spiritual life and not necessarily a book or an activity or whatever it might be. 
you might know this too about me, that one of the prayerful charisms that I believe that God has given me, one of these acts of intercession, has been especially to pray for couples who struggled to conceive, so infertility. This year, I was blessed to be able to baptize what we would call a la leche baby, someone that I know, someone that as husband and wife, they have struggled to have children, and they had a a baby, and I was able to baptize and claim that child for Christ Jesus our Lord. A lot of you know, too, that I spend uh, a little vacation time, usually each year, down in St. Augustine, Florida. I love the oldness of the town, the fact that it's the oldest city in the United States. It's also the oldest Marian shrine, home to the shrine of Our Lady of La Leche, this nursing Madonna. It's a very beautiful place to pray, and I like going to St. Augustine and simply being able to visit that shrine every day and to be able to pray the rosary in the chapel there in Our Lady of La Leche at that site, to be able to spend time in prayer with Our Lady, with Our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. When I visit, I will often put out an appeal on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and my inbox blows up, people reply, they comment, and they share names. Names of individuals they know in their life who are struggling to conceive. These are people's children or grandchildren. Maybe it's themselves who are asking. And through this apostolate of prayer, through this charism, I have seen and I have heard so many people write me and say, you prayed for so-and-so, and now they have a baby. They send me pictures of the baby that I prayed for that they might conceive. There's some individuals who are real good friends of mine, almost like family, you could say. I've actually gone to St. Augustine with them. They have a home in Florida and Orlando, a vacation home. And so I met their grandchildren down in Florida. We went to St. Augustine I celebrated Mass at the shrine with the intention for them. And we all prayed a rosary together, asking for the grace of fertility or the gift of adoption. That couple is now pregnant with child. And so I hope that I'll be blessed to be able to baptize that child as well. I'm also grateful this year that I had the chance to go to England. Never been to England before. It was kind of one of those bucket list items. One of the reasons I wanted to go to England was because I finished my STL thesis. Father Edward Lune, STL. A lot of you listeners, you prayed, and I asked you to pray during the fourth glorious mystery of the Assumption for my thesis and the completion of my studies, and I'm thankful for your prayers because I did finish. I was able to graduate with that degree, and I wrote about St. Aylred of Riveau and St. Bernard of Clairvaux and 
St. Aldred was an English abbot, and I thought I was going to England and that I would be visiting their shrine or the abbey ruins. Unfortunately, uh, I wasn't able to make it there. The trip to England, really, I needed another day if I wanted to go visit the ruins of the Abbey of Raveau. But it was a beautiful experience uh, being in England. Lots of different things I didn't know, of course, too. But went to Westminster Abbey and, you know, kind of overwhelmed by the fact that this sacred and holy place really has been turned into a museum and not really a place of much prayer uh, during an ordinary visiting day. That's not to say there isn't prayer happening there. There is. Let me tell you, that lady chapel and the image of Our Lady, and she has cherries. She's holding cherries. Just kind of a very beautiful place, an image. And it was one of the places in Westminster Abbey that I was able to spend in prayer, and I prayed a decade of the rosary there. Westminster Cathedral, a little bit down the road from there, the Roman Catholic place, their Blessed Mother Chapel area, stunningly beautiful. Loved it. Spent a lot of time praying that day in that little chapel. One of the things I didn't know, and I wear the brown scapular, you probably wear the brown scapular too, but went to Aylesford. There's a Carmelite priory there. Well, St. Simon's stock in Aylesford received the brown scapular, it's believed, so was able to venerate the relics of this Marian saint and receiver of this sacramental. Went to Canterbury. I was really impressed by the city of Canterbury. But then, kind of the highlight for me was going to Walsingham. I didn't know much about Walsingham beforehand, and actually I did a little YouTube video about going to Walsingham, not knowing it, and wanting to experience the story and come to know more about it just from visiting. I was going there blind like a pilgrim might do if they stop at Champion and they've never heard of the Champion apparition. So that was a very special occasion and went to the Anglican shrine there. Very beautiful, prayerful. Went to the Roman Catholic Slipper Chapel, also a wonderful experience. I had a about two-hour-long conversation with the rector there in Walsingham. He picked my brain about some Marian matters and Marian shrines and, and such. So uh, just a wonderful experience of prayer in Walsingham as well. So I'm very grateful for what God did in my heart there, what our Lady prayed for and interceded. I'm a son of the Blessed Virgin. I rely on her prayers. Those are just a few things when it comes to Our Lady that I'm grateful for. For all of you, I, I'm grateful that you listen to this podcast, that so many people download it, they listen to it. I'm very honored by the individuals that I'm able to interview. I'm blessed by the topics that we were able to cover this year, and I'm not going to name them all. You can go through and see the past episodes, but let me just share a few episodes that I'm grateful for. This year, we saw the death of Pope Benedict, Pope Emeritus Benedict, and 
I was grateful to two different individuals that were able to do two separate episodes about the Mariology, the Marian theology, Fatimaology, if you will, of Pope Benedict. So that was something I was happy to bring to you. I also had an episode about Blessed Stanley Rother. He has a new shrine down in Oklahoma City, and if there's a few places I want to go in 2024, Oklahoma City and being there at that shrine and praying there in that church, I've seen pictures. I think they built just a beautiful shrine. Really want to go there. So I was happy to interview a friend of mine that I went to school with, uh, now known as Brother Stanley Rother Wagner, a monk at St. Meinrad Arch Abbey in Indiana. He went to the dedication. The dedication was actually scheduled for late 2022, I think. And I had tickets, I had airfare, a hotel booked, but then they made this announcement that they were postponing it because, you know, COVID, all that stuff, and and how materials were delayed. So so they had to postpone it, and they had it then in early 2023, but just was impossible for me to get to it and to attend it. So I wish that I could have been there. That would have been kind of one of those historic experiences that you don't always get to be a part of. But nevertheless, I hope to be a pilgrim one of these days. One of the things I did with the podcast this year is there were two episodes, and there were kind of episodes where I wanted to learn about something, so I'm grateful for the opportunity to learn. But I wanted to know more about Mormonism, and I found this guy on Twitter. He had written a book about his conversion story, and so I wanted to hear more about Mormonism and what their tenets and beliefs were and why he left Mormonism. That was episode 201. Also just uh, spoke with David Gray not that long ago about Freemasonry. And actually, as I'm recording this today, there's news that broke that the church uh, released a document about Catholics not being able to be Freemasons, something that we've always known, but kind of reiterating and reasserting our position about Freemasonry. So 224, that was that episode with uh, David Gray, who converted out of Freemasonry. There was this uh, marvelous episode, too, that I had. Uh, Kind of, it was happen chance. And, you know, to tell you the background of the episode is kind of funny, too. So it was with these cloistered nuns, and they wanted to do Zoom and... They had, uh, you know, maybe they had Starlink for internet, satellite internet. You know, it's supposed to be great, works, all that stuff. Well, uh, for them, uh, they told me that it was an overcast day. They kept losing connection. But they're also in a very rural part of the state where they're at. And so we would be recording and then it would just freeze up. And then we'd restart. And then, then we would go at it again and... We just did the episode as best as we could. I edited it as best as I was able. And, you know, it's a little offering. They had written a book um, with Sophia Institute Press. Uh, It was the Benedictine Sisters of Mary. Uh, Brides of Christ is the book name. This is episode number 216. And with this episode, 
uh, I did the video, as you know, and, you know, that's something that I struggle with. Like, should I do video too? Should I do all Zoom interviews and release the video on YouTube? I've been trying to grow my YouTube following and minutes watched and all that stuff and subscribers over on YouTube. I'm a... I'm an originalist. I, I really love just uh, audio podcasts. That's how I listen to podcasts. So it's about 50-50 if I do audio versus video. But I put out that video, and I simply put it out when I did, and there was no rhyme or reason. But you know what happened? News broke three days later that Sister Winifred, or however you say her name, no, Sister Wilhelmina, that's her name, that Sister Wilhelmina was incorrupt, that they moved her body, they were putting her in the church, they found her incorrupt body. Kind of it was an interesting commentary too because you had like these um, trans nuns at the L.A. Dodgers or something like that. So there's all this news cycle about that. And then you have this nun that's incorrupt. And then, you know, you have the, the suppression of the Latin Mass and you have these nuns that are a part of the Latin Mass. And, you know, kind of just interesting that, she would be incorrupt and what commentary it offered at that particular time in the news cycle. So uh, I released that video and that video has a lot of views. And I, and I simply called it the Benedictine Sisters of Mary are Brides of Christ. But when this news broke and people were writing news articles, you know, there wasn't a lot of YouTube about the Benedictine Sisters. So People watched this interview that I did, and so it's got lots of views and watch hours and whatnot. So it's just kind of interesting, God's timing. I could have held on to that interview like I hold on to some interviews, but I didn't. I released it when I did, and there you go. So I uh, was able to kind of draw attention to the work that I do as an interviewer, as a podcaster, uh, because of that. So I'm grateful for that, for being able to reach more people. There's so many different episodes that I've written down here, uh, maybe just to go over them real quickly. Kind of a, an episode that I really loved this year was Archbishop Broderick, uh, the, the archbishop who kind of was forced into retirement, didn't have a C, ran a little gas station, wrote columns in a newspaper. I talked to James Hanna about him, and I was drawn to him because of the gas station, the gas pump, and just... Uh, a great conversation and introducing me to this figure of American Catholic history that I didn't know about. And because of it, uh, I, I suggested to James Hanna that he should do something in that episode. And he actually did it. And uh, he asked me, it was another book. And he asked me to write the preface or the foreword. I don't know which one, but uh, so I have to do that still, which is a good reminder to me. But I, I'm grateful to have learned about this American ecclesiastic. Another episode that really took off, and it took off on YouTube, not necessarily the audio, but when uh, the movie The Hill was out. And I, I watch a lot of movies pre-screen. I do interviews uh, about film. Sometimes they end up here on How They Love Mary. Other times it's just on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, where I release the video, and so the audio not here. But... I really loved the movie The Hill, and I wanted to get behind it. I wanted to promote it. I saw the movie two times. I watched uh, the pre-screener link. I went to the theaters and watched it again. That's how good it was. 
I had the chance to interview Ricky Hill, the man who inspired the movie. And so uh, with that, just was able to converse with him, put out the interview on YouTube. And apparently maybe the way that I put it as an SEO, the search engine optimization, uh, got a lot of views again. So uh, I'm grateful for those opportunities. Not everybody has the opportunity to have these conversations. And um, the fact that these companies reach out to me and maybe they enjoy my interviewing style or whatever it is, but to, to be afforded those opportunities and then to be able to share them with others, not only the interview, but uh, I know that a little retired group that gets together every Tuesday, they, they do something fun in the morning and then they have lunch. They went uh, to see the hill. A lot of people went to see the hill based on my recommendation and all of them thoroughly loved and enjoyed the movie. So, um, yeah, just a blessing to be able to share those things and impact other people's lives uh, as well. Episode 233, I spoke with Roma Downey about her new children's book. Roma Downey uh, reached out to me a number of years ago about The Resurrection, the movie that she had. And uh, ever since then, I've done about four, or three interviews, I think, with her. And then a fourth one was about a project that she was working on as the executive producer. So I actually interviewed the talent. It was uh, the, uh, a movie back in April, and the interview was with Doug White who inspired uh, this movie on a wing and a prayer. Roma is just a wonderful personality to speak with. And uh, anytime she has a new project, she always ends up in my Instagram DM. She sends me a message and says, hey, I would love to be on your podcast again. Let me know if that's possible. So just to be able to have that relationship uh, with someone who a lot of you know, you watched Touched by an Angel, you followed her career and Again, grateful uh, for such an opportunity. And I think the story of her book, A Message in the Moon, go back, listen to that episode number 233. But, you know, we can think about the moon, but really it's the same thing we do with the saints, right? We leave a message for the saints and they intercede for us or whatever. So so I think you could take this kind of secular idea and you can Christianize it for sure. In episode 235, I spoke with Dave and Michael about Marystown Productions and their Rosary Prayer Group. I consider being a part of that prayer group one of the best things that happened to me this year. To be able to join a group of people on a a Monday night or on a Thursday afternoon for us to pray the rosary together, especially for the conversion of Hollywood, it's been a tremendous blessing in my life, so much so that I have reminders on my calendar to join in that. In fact, the other night, I was sitting at home in the rectory here, and I'm like, oh, I haven't prayed the rosary yet. I got to pray the rosary before bed. All of a sudden, on my uh, phone, the notification, the reminder comes up, Hollywood rosary, 9 o'clock. And I'm like, oh, what a wonderful opportunity to be able to pray the rosary and uh, to get it in, you know, sometimes our Marian devotion might be like that. It's just getting it in, if you will. So um, that was on that that was on a Monday, and so that really keeps me accountable uh, to the Rosary on certain days, you know, just knowing that I'm going to pray with these other individuals. So that's been a, a relationship that I'm grateful to have forged and. 
a relationship that kind of was unexpected. Uh, Alexis Walkenstein, uh, some of you might remember an episode with her, and we interact quite a bit, uh, social media. Uh, we've gotten to know each other through this PR work that she does and filling me in about projects that she wants me to be involved in. And uh, it was her promoting uh, one of the uh, prayer days that they were having, you know, one of the Thursday events. Uh, I think it was the director of Unplanned, maybe. That was a, a film that Alexis worked on. And so she really, her company started promoting it. And it was, uh, came across my email. I'm like, oh, I want to be a part of this. And, and that's how I became involved with uh, Mary's Town Productions and their rosary. And uh, I just love it. I enjoy uh, that prayer with all of them and uh, the fellowship, the camaraderie that we share. Just lastly, uh, we're coming to the end here, but uh, episode 238, actually the immediate episode before this one, Father Jeff Kirby talking about a year with the popes. Let me tell you, there is not a spiritual book I have been more excited to open up and to pray with and to begin than that book. So I think it was a marvelous idea for him to write it. And uh, being a podcaster, I was blessed by the fact that I didn't spend the money to buy the book. It was sent to me. So I'm grateful for kind of these little gratuities that you receive as a podcaster. Uh, they send you the book as a way to preview it, to know what you're going to interview the person about. But this is one of those books that uh, not only am I going to page through it, but I'm going to pray through it. I'm going to read it, and I bet I'm going to do it over again. So uh, I'm thoroughly excited about A Year with the Pope and making 2024 uh, A Year with the Pope for me, with the Holy Fathers and all of these Holy Fathers that we've had in our tradition. Podcasting in 2023 has been a tremendous blessing it's why I wanted to do a grateful episode. And one of the things that you can continue to make me grateful for is if you would go over and rate and review this podcast. Because when you rate and review How They Love Mary, it helps us to be bumped up in the algorithm for it to show up as a recommended podcast, maybe on some other very popular Catholic podcasts. I have a secular podcast, and it has a lot of listeners. Uh, and I think one of the reasons that it has so many listeners is that uh, it shows up as a suggested podcast with other uh, podcasts in that genre. So uh, if you rate and review How They Love Mary, uh, that's going to benefit the show. It's going to help us reach even more people with the episodes and the content. I have a lot of episodes in the bank and already uh, for December, for January, going forward. So I'm just really looking forward uh, to podcasting through another year uh, in 2024 and continuing these conversations. So if you ever have any questions or thoughts or suggestions, you can just go over to the show page howtheylovemary.fireside.fm and there's a contact on there 
and you simply fill out the contact form. It comes to my email, and I'll respond. You can also message me on social media, at FR Edward Looney. And when you message me, uh, I'll also see that. I'll respond as well. So uh, just thanks so much. Thank you. I hope as you gather at table for Thanksgiving that you're able to be thankful for the work that you do, for the hobbies that you have, for the people you know and the people you meet. So our life is truly blessed. Our life is blessed by a God who loves us so very much. Our life is blessed because we have a heavenly mother who is praying for us and interceding for us, who is our mediatrix of grace as well. So let us be thankful today for all that God has done, for all that Our Lady does for us. And as we move into the season of Advent real soon, may we be thankful that Jesus comes as our Lord and Savior to set us free from sin and death so that we might have life with him forever in the kingdom. Thanks so much for listening to the show How They Love Mary, and I'll be with you again next week. May God bless you and Mary intercede for you.